0: Welcome to the Want Learn podcast. I'm your host, Francis Tapon, and in this episode, I will be interviewing the acting CEO of Rome to Rio, the travel website that helps you get basically from any point A to any point B in the world. It's a interesting and short conversation, uh, about 15 minutes long. Her name is Kirsten Phelan, and we talk about her partnership that she has struck with Lonely Planet, another Australian-based company, travel company. And she talks about her features of how they get offline information. Like if you're in Nigeria or if you're in Southeast Asia, sometimes they don't have the travel details on the internet or anywhere digitally. And they just have it posted on a sideboard. They actually have people tracking this down so that you can get that information. Um, She also talks about how you can break into the travel industry, if that's what you're interested in doing. And what's the long-term vision for Rome to Rio? And don't forget to check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash Welcome to the One to Learn podcast. I'm your host, Francis Tapon. I'm here with Christine Phelan from Rome to Rio. Welcome.
1: Hello, Francis. Thank you very much for having me today. I'm really excited to be here.
0: Likewise. Okay, Christine, I've used your uh, Rome to Rio website extensively especially when I was traveling through Europe Um, for those who don't know give a little bit of background of why is it different than the way Google uses its technology and telling you let's say I want to go from A to B or let's say I want to go from Rome to Rio (laughs) (laughs) how is it how is Rome to Rio different than let's say Google when you ask Google I want to go from Rome to Rio
1: Sure. So the key difference with Rome to Rio is I think that we are looking at travel through three different questions that people ask. So when people are asking to get from A to B, they're not just asking that initial question. They're also asking how much is going to cost, what time and what is the transfers like? So I think that uh, the things that Rome to Rio bring are the answers to those three questions. So when you get a search result with us, for example, through Europe, which is where we're very popular, uh, you will uh, find out, you know, it only takes maybe 10 hours to catch the bus from Paris to Krakow. That's probably not the correct timescale, but you get the understanding of the illustration. Uh, But, you know, you can catch a flight. Maybe if you don't fly into Krakow, maybe if you uh, fly into someone else, you can get there a couple of hours earlier or a couple of hundred dollars cheaper. Or if you have some uh, mobility issues, it's also really good to know, like, which one has the least amount of transfers. And these are all the questions that Rome Terraria can ask you. So not only are we able to answer those questions really well, the other thing that we can do is that we have lots of information that we've gone out and gathered that is really only available offline, and we have imported that into our system, and that's uh, true for Search in Europe, it's true for Search in South America, it's true for se- in Search for Southeast Asia, for example. So wherever there's a dense tra- uh, ground transportation network, Rome Torea is there actively getting all of the offline information online
0: that's excellent and i want to get into what that offline data is so that mm. but before we do that i forgot to mention that you are the acting ceo of correct <laughs> i am that's
1: so. right I'm, I'm but also i'm a very keen traveler so you're not just
0: I'm, the secretary who's working or the janitor at. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no definitely not although occasionally i do empty the
0: bins <laughs> exactly so um forgot to do that uh, important introduction at the beginning but um so tell us about about the offline stuff Can Can you break that down? Sure. Examples?
1: So we uh, have a repository of information that we get from all sorts of different sources all over the world, different technologies. We also have a group of people, we have 30 freelancers all around the world, and their job is to get information that's usually only available offline collect that information and then transfer it online using our proprietary software that we've developed. So a really great example is that in Southeast Asia, there are buses that run that don't have a timetable online. They might just have a sign on a pole on the side of the road somewhere. Remeteria actively goes out and gets that information and tries to make that available to our customers globally.
0: The other thing that I really loved is the fact that it shows a Carpool or a Uber or there's other types of ways, especially hitchhiking and that kind of stuff. That uh, they have these apps, especially in Europe, where people can do ride shares, and I love that because uh, Google doesn't provide that. For example,
1: I absolutely agree. It's so interesting, particularly like you know, I I'm just going to assume that you live somewhere in the U.S. or in Canada most of the time. I live in Australia most of the time. These are big land masses. That usually everyone drives their own car or a rental car or they'll fly between two different destinations. Whereas in Europe, the ground transportation is so dense that you're able to do things like ferries, night trains, night buses. It's a completely different ballpark. And when you think of a ferry maybe as someone who is not a European, you may not understand that that means that like that's a very big boat with you know, with with restaurants and casinos and all sorts of things on board. It's almost like a cruise ship in many ways. Um, and a night train or a night bus can be incredibly comfortable. These are sort of modes that aren't really all that accessible to people if they haven't lived with them the way that you would in a ground, a dense ground transportation network. Um, so... Uh, yeah, the thing that I think that's really uh, important is remembering these sorts of things when you're travelling, that there is other options available. Also, there's so much more environmentally friendly. I think it's really important not to fly everywhere. It is a car. It, you know, I think that there are other ways that you can get around and if you can share transport like a ride share. The French company Blah Blah Car is on Rome to Rio and it's a fantastic idea. Um uh, I would, you know, I would really encourage everyone to consider ground transport, uh, ground transportation networks when they fly, when they travel.
0: Yeah, no, and especially in Europe, I, I was really impressed by all the options. And they're very competitive if you think about how much it will cost to to go on a car versus taking the bus. It's uh, remarkable that sometimes... Uh, yeah, the car beats both in speed and in price.
1: But also the great thing with ground transportation is that, you know, if you're on a budget and you're traveling around, it can be a really great, uh, you know, transportation slash accommodation option. I'm a, I am am a very, very big fan of ferries in the Mediterranean, and I think the ferry between Italy and Greece really demonstrates this well. You, you'll get on the ferry in Bari. You'll get off. Uh, I got off at Corfu. Uh, and, uh, you know, I had a cabin, which was like first class on a flight and i got it for a fraction of the price it was very impressive i got a full night's sleep and i saved a night's accommodation i felt very good about that
0: (laughs) no that's that is a a win speaking about a win um, you have now had a a logical partnership with another big australian travel company that is called
1: ah lonely planet yes (laughs) Yes. we're both (laughs) melbourne we're both melbourne-based companies both born here which is really fabulous so yes it makes a lot of sense. So Rome to Rio has uh, officially launched our affiliate program, uh, which is essentially a financial partnership that they have we have with other media partners so that they can sell uh, tickets on their site. So Lonely Planet, Lonely Planet will now be able to sell grand transportation to you via their website uh, because of the information they've received from Rome to Rio. And I mean, Lonely Planet, who has not bought a Lonely Planet book? all looked at the website while they're exploring where they're going to go next in the world. They are a natural partnership. And we have so many of the same uh, like our values and, and things that we believe in as businesses about how you should really go out and discover the world. And there's so many different ways to do it. The beaten track is not often the best. Uh, so we're really excited to be working with them on this project.
0: Yes, so, and that's ex- exactly what I was thinking about as a fact that I lo- I'm an, I've been an independent traveler never taken tours and both of you are exactly like that just just a perfect match to me it's just it's it's great so the bottom line for the consumer is that they can go to lonely planet and book directly and uh, find some of the the great deals yeah
1: so Rome. I mean lonely uh, lonely planet has several different things that you can purchase directly from their site that are endorsed by them so this is just another thing that now you can uh, do directly through
0: lonely planet right and then uh, tell me about the second thing. You ha- you're you having an app. Can you tell me a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, sure. So rome 2 actually has two apps. We have an Android and a iOS app. And we've had them for quite a long time. And uh, around uh, May last year, we decided to start redeveloping them so that they really better serve the needs of customers when they were on the ground. One of our really important strategic priorities for our customers is to ensure that we're a trusted traveling companion. So we've been making some changes to our app, and very soon you should be able to get um, this in. You should be able to get the latest release of our app in the iOS store and the Android store. Effectively, the thing that we are updating that I think is going to be of most interest to people is that soon you will be able to download your tickets and have offline access to any tickets that you buy on Rome to Rio. So if you go to Rome to Rio, you open account, perhaps you buy. A couple of trains in Italy and you might buy a ferry in Greece and then you'll buy a flight um, you know, to Poland and then you might do a night train. If you're buying all of those tickets directly on Rome to Rio, they'll save them to your account and you'll be able to look at them offline via your app. So if you're in a country where you don't have access to Wi-Fi, that's a really fantastic feature. So we're really excited about that yes, and being a and I- traveling companion.
0: And, Christine, that that is something that makes me very happy because I spent the last five years traveling to all 54 African countries. And one of the things that would irritate me is that in the last five years, a lot of apps have come out, and very few of those apps think about the offline things. Almost all of them require network connection. And I think to myself, I want to strangle these travel apps. Like, I understand other apps, you know, like a fitness app or, I don't know, some other thing. But a travel app. They just don't understand that when you're in Africa, there's often no data connection, no Wi-Fi, nothing, and yet you need the data. So I really would favor these few travel apps that actually had an offline connection. So it's very useful for the traveler because um, it's, you don't always have a data connection.
1: And it's not just Africa, you know, Frances. It's like Southeast Asia. It's you know parts of Europe. It's it's. I think actually the, in Los
0: Angeles too, because you and I for this conversation, you can you had a problem with your SIM card.
1: Yeah, I have a I have a, exactly I have a US SIM card right now, and I was, we were going to connect on a certain platform, and we were unable to do it because I've changed over my SIM card, and it kept trying to send me password information to my old phone number which wasn't really going to work for me. So I do understand that security is very important, but an offline experience is also really great for someone who's traveling. You already have enough frustrations.
0: What about some, uh, just curious from yourself, uh, your favorite places to travel in? I, I think Southern Europe is on the top of your list.
1: Oh, absolutely. I really love Italy. I think it's one of the most beautiful countries in the world. I adore Greece. Anything that's in the tomato part of Europe is definitely... I love Spain too. Um, I thought Vietnam was a wonderful... I mean, I'm fortunate that I live in Australia and uh, I I am so close to Southeast Asia. Uh, Vietnam is a really wonderful country to visit. Uh, The people are really friendly. The food is absolutely fantastic. Uh, And there's so much interesting history. There's layers and layers and layers of history, which is wonderful. Japan is also another favourite
0: i think vietnam is probably also quite affordable
1: it's very it is extremely affordable uh uh you can you can eat extremely well for not very much money (laughs) that's (laughs) a (laughs) (laughs) win-win
0: um what about uh you started in rome to rio as in the communications department is that correct Mm -hmm. okay and so for those who are listening to this and they want to go into the travel industry and they're passionate about travel uh, tell us a little bit about some of your advice on how you went from a communications person all the way to acting CEO.
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, it's, it's definitely been, um, I've been very fortunate in that rome 2 rio being based in Melbourne meant that it was really accessible for me to work for a company like rome 2 rio We're a travel company, but in in many ways, we are actually a travel technology company. We're a company that is, we have 20, 30 developers at the moment all working really hard on integrating all of the information required in order to serve our customer with their main question, how do I get from A to B? As far as like how I got into the role, um, I met the founders, Bernie and Michael, uh, at um, this co-working space called Inspire9, which I was working in at the time. And they were looking for someone that could take over their communications remit And we just were very friendly. It just happened, I happened to be in the right place at the right time in that way. Um, But since I've been in the communications role, I've really tried hard to um, educate myself about travel technology and the complexity of all of the different businesses and how they connect together within travel technology. Um, and I think that the self-education I've done there has been really, really important. I go to a couple of conferences a year that are really great for meeting people. I listen a lot to all of the CEO and founder interviews that they have there. I look at all of the new products that are getting launched, and I consider how all of us together can do a better job at looking after our customers. Mm. If you want to get into the industry, I Mm -hmm. really recommend that you join your local travel massive Uh, I think that's an important place to go. There's chapters all over the world. It's a really, I think it's a really great travel industry and associate, um, uh, networking uh, event, networking environment. Exactly. They have Mm. jobs that they post there as well. Uh, so that would be the first thing I would do. Go to a couple of travel massive meetups if you can and, you know, show, showcase your passion for travel by traveling and writing about it.
0: And uh, lastly, what is your kind of vision of where you want Rome to Rio to go?
1: I think that as the world becomes more complex and travel becomes more complex, people are looking for more answers while they decide what it is that they would like to do with their travel. And I think Rome to Rio has a place there. We could tell you in the future perhaps we can tell you what your visa information might be for particular places or you know, this is a great train, but make don't don't maybe don't buy the business class because the the economy class is just as great. Uh, or make sure you get seat two B. So I see that there's sort of like this this area that we're going to move into, which is a combination of user-generated travel information for passionate travelers from passionate travelers as well as deep, complex interplays between all of the different types of transports available and other additional information that's going to help people. And also, a way that you can view it in a bite-sized, easy-to-read, user-friendly environment. That seems like potentially not a very grand vision, but that's a, that's a dreadfully complicated thing to do for the traveller. As a traveller yourself, Francis, you know yes. how, how challenging it can be. So if we can I get that don't. right, <laughs> that would be enough.
0: I certainly think it sounds pretty ambitious to me. Christine <laughs> Phelan, thank you so much for your time and for your insight. And I wish you the best of luck. And I hope that Americans discover Rome to Rio as much as the rest of the world has.
1: Thank you very much, Francis. It's been a pleasure.
0: And that concludes this episode of the Wander Learn podcast, where we explore travel technology and transformation. If you'd like to see the show notes with links to what we talked about, or if you'd like to comment on the show, or if you'd like to ask me a question, then go to wanderlearn.com and click on the latest episode. If you'd like to connect with me, just remember Ftapon. That's my first initial and my last name. Ftapon is the username I use on all social media. You can also get to my website by going to ftapon.com. Here's one last reason to remember Ftapon. If you like what I do and want to get rewarded for supporting my projects, then go to patreon.com slash, yep, you guessed it, Ftapon. That's where you can pick up some sweet rewards for as little as $1 a month. And remember, subscribing to the wander Learn podcast helps, but downloading each episode helps even more. Please share the podcast, review it, and sign up for my newsletter at WanderLearn.com. This show was edited by Rejoice Tapong. The music was composed by Eric Stratman. This is Francis Tappon, encouraging you to wander and learn.